Welcome to Wisdom from the Word of God, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Owen Butler, endeavoring to reconnect people with God. To uh, the letter to the Philippians, chapter 1, starting at verse 12 you will find these words. But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord have become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains. But the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And in this I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice. The uh, day I just want to talk to you saints uh, from the thought, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, amen, wait a minute. Saints of God, I bet in light of this particular passage, amen, it might sound strange that I titled this, Wait a Minute. Uh, but I'm going to uh, attempt, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to um, bring to light why this passage is relevant to that theme. Um, first of all, I just wanted to um, bring up the, the fact that over the past um, few weeks, um, I have been getting a lot of conversation, amen, in the Christian community as it relates to uh, Mr. Uh, Kanye West, amen, and his um, album and his Sunday services and his uh, profession of faith in Jesus Christ. And I've also been able to um, observe the world, too, as they respond to his album, to his Sunday services, and to his profession of faith. The un... shall I say the... the strange or the... Um, thing that I did not expect, the unexpected thing, 
is that I would get the same negativity coming from the mouth of saints as I do from the mouth of sinners. Usually that's not the case. Usually it's the sinners. When somebody professes faith in God, the sinners are fussing, but the saints are rejoicing. But in this particular case, I'm hearing both sides fussing or both sides being negative and not the rejoicing. Amen. Every now and then. So I, I wanted to take a look at this passage for our own edification. Amen. Um, that it may not be anyone here in New Zion that feels that way, but you may be um, acquainted with those who in the faith, amen, are going negative with these um, developments, amen, in the life of Mr. Kanye West. Um, so in the context of this passage, Paul the Apostle's in a fix. He, he's in jail, okay? And he's in jail in a Roman palace. So he's in jail with the government. Amen. And so he's in this predicament, but he's still trying to serve the Lord. But he has an unexpected response from some of the believers as well, as we will see in the text. So Paul, as he writes to the church at Philippi, who is very well acquainted with the issues that Paul is going through um, as it relates to other Christians being for him and some being against him, he writes this letter from the prison to encourage the church at Philippi to keep the faith and to keep pressing on. Don't get disillusioned by what you're seeing here. And he explains why. So let's look uh, a minute here at this text and see what does the apostle have to say. Uh, verse 12, he says, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. He's saying just because I'm locked up in jail doesn't mean that the gospel stops getting proliferated. It stops becoming prevalent. It stops moving. It stops being told to others and that folks stop getting saved. He said, because the gospel and salvation ain't about me in the first place. Paul is saying, I'm just part of the plan, but I'm insignificant in this. If God chooses to lock me up, allow me to be locked up, the gospel's still going on. He's saying to us, it does not matter who the vessel is, but it matters what's going through the vessel. Uh, are y'all following me here? And if it one vessel falls off and gets broken, there's more vessels to come. Amen? Watch me now. So now we look at the text and it says, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. So Paul says, now, now watch me. When watch Paul here. Paul says, now, you think this is a bad situation I'm in. You think Paul's locked up. Yeah. Now he can't be on his missionary journeys. He can't go to the various churches. He can't start more churches. I mean, now what? Paul says, no. For this time and this season, 
My role is to reach those in the palace. Are y'all listening? Not those in Troas, not those in Caesarea Philippi, not those in Lystra, not those in Derby, but those who are in the palace. Those who some of the other believers may have never been able to reach. But because of my role in my position in God and because of what God is doing in me, I am locked up and I'm in just the right place to reach those who I am acquainted with every day. Because see, everybody's not going to be able to get in the palace. And Paul got in the palace in a way that is discomforting but brings comfort to those who are there. Because now they, their eyes have been opened that they know, no, these chains ain't holding Paul. <laughs> but he is chained by Jesus Christ. So somebody in there has got a word from the Lord. Somebody has gotten opened eyes and their ears that they can now hear. Because God was using Paul at that season, at that time, for the palace. But Paul writes to the church at Philippi to help them to understand his season right now. So that they don't get disillusioned by the happenings, Sister Bond, because he's locked up that everything now is going down. He's saying, no, they're still going up. I'm just reaching a different group. I'm just reaching a different socioeconomic level. I'm just group reaching a different group that most of us will never get a chance to talk to. Y'all follow me? So let's look at the text further. And most, he didn't say all here, Sister V. He said most of the brethren. He said, and most of the brethren in the Lord. <laughs> most of the brethren in the Lord having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Now that word most, that qualifier right there, Sister Williams, is very important. It didn't say all of the brethren. It said most. So there is a contingent. I don't know how many, but they are not confident. They're not encouraged in his lockup. And if I were to use, as my old pastor used to say, my spiritual imagination, I could imagine some are discouraged, some are down and thinking, well, this is the end. He's in jail as if he's the only one that could speak the gospel. And there are others that are putting their mouth on him saying, see there? If he was right with the Lord, he wouldn't be locked up like that. See, this is happening because he's not the guy. Amen? Amen. You following me? Because, see, everybody has their own perspectives, right? And so they see the world the way they want the world to be. Amen. Maybe not necessarily how the world really is. And so that's why we have so many dissensions, so many uh, disagreements in thought. Because everybody's trying to see things from their own perspective instead of seeing things by God's perspective. See, somebody in this group hadn't even prayed. (laughs) Are y'all following me? Am I saying something today? Somebody ain't even called on the name of the Lord to even ask the Lord, what is going on here with our brother 
Apostle Paul. They, they just come to their own conclusions. They just taking their preconceived notions about how things ought to go. And they said, he ain't right. That's why he's where he is. Amen. So let's look at the text a little bit further. Paul says, but some indeed, in other words, he said, some surely preach Christ even from envy and strife. Now, isn't that a mess? That some, Paul is saying, is preaching Christ. And they're preaching it from envy. So they saying, now, that Paul, he, uh, you know, he ain't the only one can preach. And as a matter of fact, we can preach better than him. And there too many people is following him anyway. When he preaching, the crowd too big. I mean, it's a mess anyway. Now is the time for me to do some preaching. Amen. So some folk can be following me. Some folks were preaching from envy. But they're preaching Christ. Now, isn't that an oxymoron? Isn't that a dichotomy? That they're preaching the one who's all about unity, but they themselves are full of envy. They themselves are full of strife. Do y'all see that? Preaching Christ with envy? Preaching Christ with strife? Preaching Christ to divide? Preaching Christ because... You don't like that he had more followers than you? When nobody's really supposed to be following any of us anyway, they're supposed to be following the Lord. So they have gotten their minds off of the Lord and looking at one another. But they're preaching Christ. Exactly, so they say amen. But the Lord that we serve, this text ought to open our eyes to something. And that is, God is not in need of any of us to carry his gospel. God is not concerned about how we feel about his gospel or how and what we're doing. See, God knows how to work even in the midst of our mess. Because we got some folk preaching Christ here who got envy in their heart and strife in their heart about their fellow brethren. But they still preaching Christ. So they say, right? They preaching Christ. Now, they, the words are coming from their mouth is one thing, but the way they feel in their heart is another. But they preaching Christ. Let's watch this. And some also from goodwill. So there's some with the, with the empathetic heart, we talked about empathy this morning, who really cares about the people who need to hear the gospel. Yeah. Right? There, there's the contingent that really cares about the gospel and cares about it reaching the folk and the folk getting to be saved. And then there's the others that are preaching just for their own notoriety and trying to get a bigger swelling, amen, than Paul had, amen. Which in reality, Paul's saying, it's not about me. It's not about you, but it's all about the Lord. Because these God's folks we preaching to, not our folks. Amen? Amen? So God is doing what he wants to do with who he wants to do, when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it, where he wants to do it, and why he wants to do it. And ain't one of us 
can do anything about it. Amen. Amen. No matter what we say, no matter what we think, it's still God. Amen. That's what Paul is saying here. All that's going on is still God. So look, look at the text. He says, the former preached Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely supposing to add affliction to my chains. First of all, they're already envious of his swell. They want their own swell. And they're preaching to try to discredit Paul. What kind of situation is this, y'all? Think about that for a minute. Ain't this crazy? That they are preaching the gospel? They are preaching Christ to try to destroy another brother? The very epitome of unity and love and kindness and mercy and grace. They are preaching this to destroy their brother. I think that's going to be real hard to do. But you know, we can get that crazy if you ain't careful. If we ain't careful, we can get just that crazy because we have living proof and documentation in this Bible that there were some folk there that were supposed to be preaching for the Lord, but they were preaching for themselves. Amen? And Paul was not unaware. He wasn't caught up in, oh, I can't believe. No, he said, I know. I know. But he wasn't worried about it. Amen? Let's see why. He says, but the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. He said, but then there's this other group. Amen. They preaching out of love. They, they, they know what this is all about, that we're supposed to be, have empathy for others. And we're trying to reach them, Mother Dealwood, with the gospel so that they can be saved. That their souls don't have to burn in an everlasting hell. That they can get some things fixed even here on earth so that they can get a right perspective about what it means to really live. Right? He said, but some of them are doing that. And he said, and they know that I was appointed. I was an apostle appointed for the defense of the gospel. I was a apologetic, amen, for the word of God. I was one who was sent to defend the gospel and the reality of what the gospel could do. It is this Paul, amen, that, that I refer to so many times in Romans that said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of it. I, I don't care who it is that uh, wants to hear it or who don't want to hear it. I, I don't care in what venue. I don't care where I have to go. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For he knew that it was the power of God to salvation to whoever believed. Whether it was rock star or it was rock head, amen, whoever believed. If it was one who was in the palace or he was one in the pit, whomever believed. Paul didn't care nothing about that and he wasn't ashamed of the gospel because he knew that was the only way that men was going to be saved. Amen. It's by the gospel. And this gospel is for everybody. Not just those who are no names walking the streets of Kansas City and San Francisco and Dallas, Texas. No, no. It's for for those who are unnamed and it's for those who are celebrities as well. It's for kings. It's for queens. And it's for the homeless person that is living in the bush. The gospel is for whomever believes. Amen? Amen. 
so now when we look at this text, amen, when we look at the text, he says, what then? So Paul says, so what do we make out of this? What, do we, what conclusion do we come to with this? Huh? I, I'm in jail. There's folk out here preaching Christ for my destruction. Then there's folk out here preaching Christ because they're on team, uh, team Paul, but everybody should be on team Jesus. And now some are doing it for bad reasons and some are doing it for good. He says, so how are we supposed to view this? How are we supposed to reason with this situation? How are we supposed to come to a conclusion? How are we supposed to respond to this? That's in the what then. Now this is instruction to the saints of God. Amen. We, only that in every way, not just in some ways, Mother Collins, not just at the church house, not just at the um, coaching convention, not just at the uh, National Day of Prayer, but in every way. Look at the text. Whether in pretense or in truth, not just when they're preaching it because they really love the folks, but even when they don't. Not just when they're preaching it selflessly, but also when they're preaching it selfishly. You see that? Christ is preached. Ain't that something Mother deal with? Mother Pittman, that Christ preached has nothing to do with the vessel who preached it. But Christ is priest. Christ has an efficacy about his gospel regardless of who preached it. Whether it is dignitary or drunk, Christ preached can stand all by itself. I hope y'all following me today on where I'm going with this, why I'm preaching this, and why I'm saying, wait a minute. See, sometimes we go too fast. Sometimes we run ahead of things because what we see doesn't make sense to us. So then we're like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. I've never seen this before, so this can't be right. Wait a minute. Just wait a minute. Uh, one, of my, uh, one of my brothers in the gospel used to say, just hold the phone. Just watch. The Bible says something like that too. It says, watch and pray. Remember earlier I talked about, you know, some of these that was against Paul, they ain't even prayed. They just had their own preconceived notions and what they want to do and they were going with it. Ain't prayed, ain't asked the Lord, nothing. They just doing what they want to do because they have their selfish ambition. Amen? But look, Paul says, and in this, I rejoice. See that, Sister Bond? Them folks talking about him, scandalizing his name. But they preach in Christ, and Paul says, I got joy. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm rejoicing, not because of what they're doing, but because Christ is being preached. See, Paul wasn't looking at folk. He was looking at Christ. 
And he was looking at Christ's word. Are y'all following me here? He said, I rejoice. And he said, yes. Not only am I rejoicing right now, but I will rejoice. Are y'all following me here? So let's unpack this as I come to a close. Paul was locked up in a palace. Folk thought Paul was locked up because he wasn't right. If he was right, he wouldn't have been locked up in the palace. But Paul tells them, no, I'm in the palace for a reason. It may not make sense to you, but I'm going to tell you that I'm in this palace because I am the person who is going to reach these folks in this palace who most of you will never reach. Wait a minute. So now, while he's reaching folks in the palace, there's folk out here saying he ain't right. There's a contingency out here preaching the gospel, but they're preaching it from selfish ambition, envy, and strife, trying to destroy Paul, but they're preaching Christ. Then there's another contingent out there with empathy and compassion on those who are perishing, preaching the gospel, so that men and women might be saved and that the Lord might be approving of what they're doing, that he might be happy with what they're doing. All of this is going on and Paul says, I rejoice. None of this bothered him. All of this worked together for his rejoicing because he realized it did not matter who the vessel was, but that Christ was being preached. So as I say, wait a minute, one more time, I come back to this young man, Mr. Kanye West. I have heard folks say, hmm, well, you know, you know he, uh, he likes Trump, don't you? And I said, yeah. So is liking Trump uh, a qualification for being saved? I, I don't think the Bible ever brought Trump up. I don't think he in here. I don't, I don't think he in here anywhere. Well, well, you know, every time when he get around, he's always being political and he's talking about the Republican and Democrat. Well, um, is that a condition to be saved? No. I, I bet you my life, that when we get to glory, there's going to be folk there who were once Republicans, and there are going to be folks there who were once Democrats, there are going to be folks there who like Trump, and there's going to be folks who dislike Trump. As a matter of fact, I think he's crazy, but I actually love Trump. And the reason why I say that is because if I don't, I should stop praying for him. Why are we going to pray for him if we don't love him? Amen? We may not like his ways, but we still got to love him because that's what God called us to do. So in the Christian family, I'm not so concerned about the world because they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're getting very upset with, with Kanye and they're like, I don't know what this is he's doing. It's a whack album. and blah, blah, blah. Oh, good. They're doing what they're supposed to because that's how the world's supposed to react. The church, yeah. 
wait a minute. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, it said, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Amen. Is, is that Bible or am I just talking? Okay. The only part of that that we can be eyewitnesses and earwitnesses to is the confession from the mouth. Because we know nobody's what? Heart. I don't know anybody's heart in here. Y'all don't know my heart either. All we can go off is y'all's professions and my profession to say somebody say. The person said they professed Faith in Jesus Christ. But here is the crux of the matter, at least in this text, is that the church is not rejoicing. All of the church is not rejoicing. Some may be. I think there are some. I've I've seen some. But there's too many in my own circles that are not. Rejoice that this young man has put himself in a position to where he could eventually not even be in the record business anymore. Right? Well, he's made a record. Well, wait a minute. I heard that too. And I'm like, well, so has John P. Key. So has Hezekiah Walker. So has uh, Kirk Franklin. They're all making records. Amen. But y'all ain't complaining about that. But this man makes a record and now, well, you don't know. You, don't you know where he came from? Well, I know what he said he came from, right? And the devil and all that. But look, do you know where I come from? Amen. You look at my past and you say, well, how can he be a preacher? If you're going to judge according to those things, where you come from. Because my past is all all messed up. And as a matter of fact, this young man, in some ways, is doing better than I did when I first got saved. Because he's telling the folk, he's saying, no, stop this, stop doing that. We ain't going to do this no more. We're going to do this. Everybody who's part of this is going to do that. When I got saved, you can look at my truck, amen, for the first few years, and you still find Too Short, you still find E-40, you still find Houdini, you still find Grandmaster Flash, and everything else was still in there. And I couldn't figure out why I needed to stop listening to that stuff, even though I was saved. I'm telling folks, well, I need to keep, keep a touch on the world, amen. But the reality was I just love that music, amen, amen. And it took me a while to get there. And I've already professed my faith. And so folk could have looked at me and said, what kind of Christian are you? You going down the street bumping freaky tails. What's going on here? Amen. I'm just being real about who I was when I first got saved. Amen. So if I had those issues, amen, but folks still embrace me, amen, why can we can't embrace this young man? Just because he's got more money than we have? Well, maybe. Some of y'all might be rich as he is, too. Amen. I don't know. Uh, Maybe because, yeah, he's had some albums in the past that way. But when does a person get an opportunity? Amen. To be saved. Amen. When and how and where does they have that? So I just say, wait a minute. If the man is not really who he says he is, it'll come out in due time. But in either case, Guess what's getting preached? Christ. The man has 
these Sunday services and brings in a pastor and I've listened to him preach the gospel. Amen. So the songs are uplifting in the Lord. Just wait a minute. And for those that you guys know who are being uh, negative toward the man, tell them, wait a minute. Just see what the, because the Lord can work through anybody. Amen. And if this man is indeed a child of God and you put your mouth on him on earth, amen, I don't know how the Lord is going to treat us in heaven. Amen. Man, rejoice for what's going on in Mr. Kanye West's life. Rejoice that he's talking about Jesus is king. He could have been talking about Satan is king, but he's talking about Jesus is king. Amen. Today I just wanted to deal with that a little bit and to try to bring a perspective to this. Amen. Because I've been hearing it so much. And it's not so much in the world, but it's what I've been hearing from church folks. Amen. Amen. Just wait a minute. See what the Lord is going to do. But no matter what his end may be, rejoice because Christ is being preached. He can reach folks that we'll never reach. Amen. Amen. So every sinner that becomes a saint, rejoice because Christ is being preached. Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you. Amen is my prayer. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Saints of God, open up the doors of the church. Amen. Amen. You can come by letter, by Christian experience. Amen. By baptism. Amen. To the Lord today. It's the time to get, get your life right with the Lord. Amen. Because you may have been around the church all the time. Amen. But never got a right relationship with Jesus. We never want to take for granted. Amen. That everybody is saved no matter how long they've been around. Amen. As we see in this text. Amen. There might have been some old stalwarts. Amen. That was preaching against Paul. Amen. So, amen. The doors are, the church are open. Amen. Tis the old ship of Zion. Tis the old Get on. 
from the Word of God listening family. I want to once again thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you would be so kind, on whatever platform you listen to wisdom from the Word of God, I ask that you give it a review. And when you give it a review, also give some specifics as it relates to why you enjoy this podcast. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcast or Google Podcast, whether it's Stitcher Radio or iHeartRadio, whether it's Spotify or Anchor FM, whether it's Player FM, whether it's Castbox or Breaker, or any of the many platforms where you can hear this podcast. It would help us so much so that more can discover this podcast through seeing your comments and reviews and ratings and hopefully this will give us more visibility and more distribution to reach more with the message of Jesus Christ. And once again, I am so thankful that you have taken out the time to listen to this podcast and for your continued support, I will be forever grateful. God bless you and God keep you is my prayer.